When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, everybody. Welcome to an episode of Homo Sapiens. I'm Christopher Sweeney. This week, very excited because we're going to be talking to Paris Lees. She's a journalist, she's a Vogue columnist, and she's done it all, and she's only just getting going. I love the work that she's done for trans rights. She just skewers people and nails people down on their ridiculous views very well. So, And she's a real laugh. She's very funny. And she is part of the kind of under Edward Ennefel at British Vogue. She's part of like this new wave of, I think, things like institutions like Vogue and even like the royal family you know have just been so the same for so many years and her with Edward and various other amazing people at Vogue are just changing changing the face of it all and that's really exciting let's get on with it let's head on over are you still on Twitter I am yes I'm going to be honest with you. If it weren't for my career, I wouldn't be on social media. It doesn't really enrich me personally anymore. I don't use it because it's fun. I don't use it for emotional reasons. I don't Mm. really use it to connect with people. I mean, occasionally you get something out of that. Like I'm I'm getting French uh, lessons at the moment with a guy that I connected with through Twitter. Like I just follow anybody back Twitter who is French on, on social media because I'm mm. I'm obsessed with them and he was quite good looking as I do basically I follow people back who are good looking so I'm I'm not shallow so if, <laughs> well, if you've followed it's me and I haven't followed you back then sorry <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. yeah no I mean that re- it, it really helps bit of eye candy on Twitter goodness me I used to get my news off Twitter I, I think Twitter's a bit more newsy but the thing is I I only joined Twitter because as an up-and-coming journalist I was told you you, you really need to be on Twitter right yes. and um and I did go through a phase I'm not gonna lie I went through a phase of being a bit addicted to it and I got sucked in by it and I was using it because I wanted to use it in quite a compulsive way and mm. and now I I kind of I use it to share my articles i used to get a lot of commissions through twitter from from newspaper uh, okay. editors and stuff whereas now i get my sort of paid work through instagram so it, it does feel like that, that that the energy has shifted but for me it's purely a tool and if i can go on sometimes and just try and spread the word and just occasionally when i feel like i can cope with it i i, I go on and i try and try and encourage people to just be a little bit more pleasant to trans people but I try not to get involved in the arguments I don't go on it every day I don't check it I'm kind of over it and I'm actually genuinely worried about what it's doing to our society that's why I think it's so good to be talking on things like this because there's no 
nuance there's no tone of voice it, you know there's so many wonderful things about it but it's literally sending us all crazy and with and i hate it i really really hate it think about it like everyone was like, oh it's only 140 characters and you think god that's the thing now everything's got to be condensed into a, a, a like a mouthful and that's what you know there's no analysis there's no room for jokes or irony or yeah uh, yeah uh, yeah thought. you know that's what i find mo- most scary about it but, but when, did, when did everybody start putting their, their thoughts at broadcast? It's like everybody thinks that they're like a government minister. And, you know, I have to make my <laughs> statement at 11 o'clock at, the, at the, you know, the, the latest thing that's happened. And it's just like, you know, 15 years ago, if something had happened in the news, you might have mentioned it to your friends down the pub. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't, it's, like, it's like everybody's like a public figure now. Do you find that you, because with journalism, Paris, like you are much more like, this is my take, you know, and this is what I think. And did you find writing your book that it was nice to not have, to have a bit of freedom from that? Well, this is the thing. And I, I don't actually see myself as a journalist anymore. Right. I haven't actually written for a newspaper in Britain for over two years now. And I, I would consider myself to be a writer. So I'm really yeah. enjoying writing for British Vogue. I'm really enjoying exploring a sort of more literary um, and slightly less political. So sometimes it's still political, but I just think everything is comment now and it's not getting us anywhere you know mm. it's like everybody thinks that their opinion counts something and, and obviously I'm a very opinionated person I have no. opinions you know I do feel really concerned that maybe I've whatever small part I may have played in that and I do think we all need to have a long hard look at how we got to here because you know whatever your political opinions is is anybody actually happy with with where we're at now just just does anybody mm. feel good because i don't you know so yeah let's talk about something fun and wonderful which is british folk because it's like this beacon of change and you're a massively central part of that and what's that like honestly i am just so happy and i I that night that we met at, yeah. at, at, at a party and I remember looking around at all these sorts of like I don't know if there were trans and there were drag queens and there were people who were just dressed up and 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 people were sort of I think that the, the music was it was one minute it was the prodigy the next minute it was ABBA and everybody <laughs> just looked so fabulous and I just remember looking around and thinking this is exactly where I was supposed to be. Like, oh. I, I, I feel like I found where I was supposed to be now. And all of the things that I think other people have made me feel ridiculous for before, I, I don't feel ridiculous now. Like, I think I found oh, my, so nice my, my, my tribe. And I think that, you know, I've got a huge respect for, you know, all the activisty people that are out there. And I, I definitely would have classed myself as a campaigner at one point. But I'm, I'm not Owen Jones. I'm not Laurie Penny, you know. I want us to live in a more equitable, fair, fair, fair society. It's just really weird when people call me an activist because it makes me feel like I should be handcuffed outside mm. the railings outside Downing Street. Which Shit, Alan, we need to re-record the intro. Oh, no, he got you activist. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, don't. No, oh, no, I'm don't, only joking. Don't, no, no, don't call me. No, I'm not an activist. This is what I, it, it just drives me crazy because I'm like, I don't really know what, what, what that means. I, I'm just mm. asking people to be pleasant to trans people. And I, and that seems yeah. to make me an, 
make me an activist. But that's what's so shocking when you just ask for compassion in the world that you're an activist. Like, <laughs> like that's a really yeah. radical sort of political thing to do. Yes. It's, that's, it's that's, that's, so what's, that's the saddest part of all that. That kindness yeah. is, asking for kindness is seen as a political act rather than just yeah. a... Yeah, and activism yeah. is also, it's being embedded into one of the biggest fashion institutions in the world and doing your work that's got nothing to do with being trans as much well, as shouting at people yeah well this 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 is the other thing that i was going to say i don't want to set up again this is you know talking about nuance i don't want to set up a false dichotomy that that vogue is sort of like opposed to activism because mm. actually it, i think that's a really powerful form of activism and I made a decision you know a couple of years ago you know I can't go around holding everybody's hand and, and going to the gender clinic with them and stuff you know I would I would love to be able to to be that sort of like hands-on grassroots activist mm. but I don't think that that's my contribution I think my contribution is I have a voice and I want to use it you know and mm. I, I think people appreciate me having a platform I feel that that's I'm doing what I should be doing and I think that Edwards really trusted me with with that platform and I I'm so genuinely enthused about what he's doing and excited about it because you know he's not doing it because it's trendy he just wants to celebrate all the fabulous people that maybe haven't had a seat at the table before. Mm. And it's not about excluding anybody. It's just about opening up the party, you know, the, mm. the, the literal and the, and, and the metaphorical party. And, and I've been inspired by so many different people who we just weren't hearing about before. So I have the utmost respect for what, Edward's doing with the magazine and, and the whole of, of of Team Vogue and it's amazing and I've said it before I'll say it again you know I think it's important that we have a Vogue it's it's some, something amazing to have something aspirational with gorgeous imagery and gorgeous lifestyle to aspire to mm. there should be a quality filter you know I don't think there's anything wrong with that but I, I, I don't think that we should be filtering out people based on where they come from in their in their walk of life if you if you've got talent you've got creativity mm. we should be celebrating that for everybody you don't you know? have to be a marquis no be nice though <laughs> yeah nice marquis uh is that beeping coming from me is it me hang on let me just check if it's a dishwasher sorry it's a dishwasher how hilarious okay one sec it's usually dogs or husbands coming into the room with beer for chris Oh, one husband, of course. Right. I'm back. It was the dishwasher for listeners. Thank God we got the dishwasher. I was going to ask you about the changes at Vogue. I'm just curious about how that has been reflected in the in the readership. Has it attracted more people of a different demographic than before, or has it alienated anyone from there before? I, I don't have like a, a briefing document in front of me, but from from what I understand, may not be 100% right on this, but from what I understand. The uh, Forces for Change issue was the best-selling issue of Vogue ever. So that oh, was the one good. that was guest edited by Meghan Markle, the Duchess of Sussex. Um, and as I understand, our readership has gone up since Edward became editor. And, you know, it's I'm not going to lie, at a time when the sort of traditional newspapers are demonising trans people mm. every week, publishing misinformation, mocking and insulting trans people. 
I'm not going to lie, it's very satisfying to know that I'm writing for a publication that is doing really well, despite mm. the challenging time for, for mm. print media, whilst their readership is plummeting. You know, we face new threats. You know, there's, there's a lot of, you know, sort of online bullying. Um, there's a lot of sort of like right wing media online, which is not always very nice to trans people, but that particular sort of stranglehold mm-hmm. that, that, that the newspapers have have had, I do think it's it's not gone completely because it still informs the sort of TV news cycle, um, you know. But 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 I do think that over the next sort of decade or so, I, I don't think that's going to be the main issue. I th- I think the the threats that we're looking at are slightly slightly new threats now. And I think that that particular type of sort of like comment journalist who writes in newspapers and tells everybody else what to think, I, mm. I think that's sort of on its way out. They do seem more and more like crazy, crazy people with the, with access to grain than... Yes. And you just feel like you saw the meeting that wrote the headline, which is like, take how can I take two things in the news and just whack them against each other in the most incendiary way? You know, you d- I don't really believe the person even thinks it. I just think they're mm-hmm. just stupid enough to think that that's work and not harmful or something. Who knows? It's interesting what you're saying about uh, about online bullying, um, Paris, because that's I, I, I'm very friendly with uh, Monica Lewinsky. And, and, you know, she's a fascinating person in that she... The type of bullying that she suffered was like at the very, very beginning of the internet. And then, of course, worldwide, you know, newspaper mm. um, and sort of just generally like, you know, vilified around the world. But what I think she's recognized, you know, since she came back into public life and everything and had this sort of Phoenix like rise again, which is so lovely, uh, is that she's really focused on that and about and things like with with kids about those things about, you know, using your emojis and things on your phone to try and encourage people to, you know, solidarity and, and just to really, really point out this is the way that people are going to intimidate people from now on. And we've all got to really get wise to that. I think you're absolutely on the nose there about that. It, it makes me so sad, genuinely makes me so sad. And I don't mean it in a patronising way. I just, it, I didn't realise how many people are this unhappy. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I've been a troll. I think when mm-hmm. I was a teenager and I was really unhappy with my life, I used to get into arguments with people in, in sort of, you know, Facebook threads. I've, I've left nasty comments on people's YouTubes before. I put mm-hmm. my hands up, you know, yeah. and I'm happy now and mm-hmm. I don't do that. And it just makes me so sad that so many people are of that miserable. And, you know, I call it these sort of like, postcards from the depths of human misery you know mm. when when i see some of these responses from people and i just think i i really hope that you reach a better place because because you because you don't you don't know me and you're trying to upset me you're sending me this and it and you are not in a good place to be mm. doing that because why would you be doing that if you had a happy full meaningful life and you were happy you just wouldn't would you well it's about the sort of whole conversation around mental health and how there's just not enough known about it and it's a very simple it's a very simple thing if you know but you don't know so many people and I didn't know that like when you're feeling shit you're mean you know and to know that like don't don't be mean yeah try and think about how you can stop yourself making feel feel shit and just it's like you're just doing a very simple function but you're doing it wrong and it can be correct yeah as self-perpetuating just like when if you know if you love yourself feel good about yourself you're going to be kind to other people and they're going to be kinder back it's so simple but it takes you know it's just it's it's simple once you know it 
And once yeah. you've seen, seen it working. It's that thing I often see in people I work with who are really great and really talented. And then I see them self-sabotaging uh, yeah. you know, in the process yeah. of trying to get work made or done. And I think, oh, I see, this is what you're doing. You do this in order to keep yourself in that position so you can rail yeah. against the system. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. It's so sad. You're giving yourself ammo to prove you're right all along and, and to be angry. It's yes, just, yeah. But do you think you do that, Paris? Oh, I think I self-sabotage in my sort of, in in my love life. And I think I do, I think I do it in my professional life sometimes. But I, but I think also, or just, just, just to come back to the point about, you know, people behaving really unpleasantly online. Mm. It's not so much the people, because we, we know we're all weak. None of us are perfect. Really, it falls on the people that are running the platforms because it's like a school. If you've got a school that is run well with a head teacher with a very strict anti-bullying policy and you're talking to the students and you've got systems in place, there are schools where bullying isn't an issue and there are Mm -hmm. schools where bullying is is an issue. And of course, there are loads of different factors like socioeconomic background of the the kids and, and all the rest of it. But, you know, it's these mediums encourage people to be bad and I see it when I'm interacting with people on dating apps I find myself treating people with less respect than I would if we'd met in real life treating them like they are um disposable like they're not real people you know Mm, and mm. and the medium is constantly encouraging us to to essentially you know treat people with with less respect than we would in real life. And I think really these big tech companies have to take responsibility for that if they want to live in a society that's worth living in, you know. Mm-hmm. And I really hope that it, those people that are running these social networks are, are looking and actually saying, actually, there is a consequence to, to this and for allowing bullying to flourish on our platforms. And I think the, the other thing is that I think this country is particularly bad for it. I think we've got a culture of bullying in this country. I think we like having someone to kick in this country. I don't know if it comes from the public school system or, you know, know, we we have a tradition of bullying in this country. And it's really, really unpleasant. And I, I, I hate it. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I think it's the class system. Like if you have yeah. a very rigid class system, then it, that, that is very dependent on, you know, like the, like the caste system in India. You see people, it's like, it's, like, it's like your duty and your right to be 
to dismiss people who are lesser than you. Is well, you also need to, it needs police self-policing, doesn't it? So everyone's like, you're stepping out of line, you're stepping out of your line, you know, let's yeah. cut you down. Uh, it's like with people who are mean to waiters. I just think it's like, you know, when you just, you know, when you're with somebody, oh, they're very nice and little hour. It's anyone that someone who's potentially a relationship or a friend or, or even a work person. And then the first time you're in a situation with them where there's staff, right? A yeah. waiter or a bartender and you see the way they treat them and you say, or, you know, yeah. if they, if there's finger snapping and oh hey, la la. do people do that no. do people really do yeah that? someone i someone very well known that i w- did went on lunch had lunch with once because i saw it at parties and oh yeah we get on let's go for an actual proper and we went for lunch and that happened i was like oh no that's this is it babe and but also just like even you know when some when people bring food and put it down at the table and the person doesn't even look at them or, or uh, mm. acknowledge them yeah i find that terrible like someone's just done something for you and even just look at them and smile or something. But to actually just ignore that it's happened. I find that stuff like that is really important to me. I mean, just I, and, I, and, it's, and I can't get over it. It's so funny because I was going through, I was trying to find an estate agent's contact in my WhatsApp contact. So you, and I suddenly, I've had the same phone or same phone number since I was 14. So I have got thousands of names. Oh my God. And I was scrolling so through and I was like, my God, I, I was trying to remember the name of this guy who I dated and I really fancied and he wasn't that interested in me. And I was like, I think his name was Ivan. And I was like scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And, I was like, and then suddenly all these names of people I remembered kept come up and we we always talk about it on this podcast. Like it would be like, you know, Dan Ghetto, James Shadow Lounge. Like yeah. you know, their surname <laughs> is always the name of the place you met them. One name and uh, yeah, the place where you met them. And And it's funny that I always used to find on the dating apps, like you were saying, Paris, that like when I did behave like the person I was talking to was human, you were met with this like, you're being a bit intense, you know, Mm -hmm. like this kind of somehow tacit agreement that you're meant Mm -hmm. to be, hey, you, horny, Mm -hmm. question mark, dick Mm -hmm. pic. Like, it's Mm -hmm. like, who made this rule up? Where did that come from? You know, what is that? I don't understand it. Have you been to different countries and done it and noticed the difference? Like I'm, I, I'm in Canada right now where everyone is so lovely and polite. Just There's a culture of politeness in a different way. You know, it's kind of like that joke. That my favourite joke is that how do you get a swimming pool full of Canadians to get out of the pool at a pool party? don't know. You, you say, hello, could you get out of the pool, please? <laughs> <laughs> and so I wonder, I'm really, I wonder if, there's, if, that's, if there's a different culture on dating apps in countries that have a, you know, in, in real life have a well, more... Well, Paris, now you're a fluent French speaker. What do you think? Well, I... <laughs> Qu'est-ce que I, tu penses? Uh, oui. I, 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 oh, tu, tu, tu parles français? Un petit peu, peu. Yeah, Oh, je suis très impressionnée. Honestly, all you've got to do is say bonjour and I'm, I'm, I'm hooked. Um, I, um, yeah, I'm genuinely, genuinely, I know I sound like, oh God, the whole world's ending, but like, I, I'm so dismayed at what's happening to this country and I'm just like, I don't want to be here. I want to, I'm, I'm, I'm making my plans to sort of go to, to, live to in Europe. France. Yeah. So, um, really? well, I don't want to confirm where it is, but, um, it might be a French speaking country. Um, Shit, can you do like escape? to the chateau and we'd make a show about it well i'm kind of going to escape 
all of that. I'm going to, I need to find a little hinterland away from everything. And then I'm just going to come back in bursts and be really glamorous when I feel like it on my terms. Because I've been, I've yes. been, I think, sorry, your question was about dating and stuff. I tend to yeah. find that, me, I tend to find that men are the same everywhere you go, sadly. Um, uh. But um, <laughs> no, I don't know if I've really got that much experience sort of dating in different countries but I will report back because I've been celibate for the past year I have not been touched by men for 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 quite some time. Why have you begun celibate what is that what's the reason for that? I just can't be asked. <laughs> I don't know, genuinely. No, because I used to go to this I used to go to this nail salon right and this 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 nail salon and it was when I just split up with my boyfriend actually about just over two years ago. And I remember that, you know, saying, Oh, you know, when shall I start dating again? It's been a couple of months and I don't know. And, mm. you know, um, and, and the, the girls are saying this, this, this woman here, she's been single for four years. And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, I just, I just it's too much effort. I just can't be bothered. Mm. And I remember thinking, Oh, she's damaged. She's, oh, right. she's, she's been hurt. And she 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 can never love again, and I just couldn't take it at face value. And now I'm kind of like two years into being single, and I'm like, I just can't be fucked. Like mm. I, it's just am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Oh yeah, Alan asked someone about their bum hole the other day. This all bets are off. Yeah. It's, just, it's just it's just a lot of effort, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? And it's like I think because because I grew up right believing that I didn't have any worth or value. Right, mm. I grew up being told that there was something wrong with me, that I was mm. mentally ill, that I was less than other people, that I was inferior. Then when I realised. I was attractive to people as a teenager. I had worth, you know, and it and it was really important to me to attract men, which it is for a lot of girls and a lot mm. of a lot of guys as well, you know. But particularly because for me, it was if I went out and I I pulled pulled a man that confirmed I looked like a girl, yeah, because he because he wants to have sex with me, yeah. you know. So 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 I think I spent so much of my life, and it's not just a trans thing, but obviously it, that really turns the you know heightens this effect. Well, it's but, feeling seen, I suppose, right? Like this yeah. thing that's within you and you know to be true is being transmitted yeah. back at you. It, it's and, it, and it's about value, and I think I spent so much of my life chasing male validation, and mm. I think that now that I've actually reached a place where I'm genuinely really happy with who I am and I've got genuine validation from so many different areas of my life that are wholesome and sustainable like my relationship with, with my family my my work that you know so so much stuff that isn't to do with my romantic life I'm like oh I can just take a break from that Right. And if, mm-hmm. if I meet someone, that's great. But it's like, you know, when you've been running this race, running this race, running yes. this race, and then I'm like, oh, actually, I don't need to run anymore. So I'm actually going to take a breather. And that's where I'm at, basically. Well, also working out what it does for you and what's good for you and what's working out what's not good for you and what is good for you in life is part of growing up, isn't it? You know, like, yes. why do I do this thing? Yes. Oh, I do it yeah, because I yeah. actually just feel really lonely, not because yes. I want to. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Like I, I understand very much the thing you're talking about relationships and about how that and that kind of validation coming from that way. Yeah, I get. It. But don't you just sort of like? Don't you miss cock? Alan, you're so naughty. <laughs> um, I, do you know, 
it's I keep thinking there's something wrong with me, right? Because I keep, do you know, I, I'm genuinely. There's nothing wrong with you. I'm just not bothered. And I, you know, when you read those like stories in like business magazines of like <laughs> high flying female executives in their 40s, and they're like, you know, I had it all and I was doing this and da da da, and I had the business and I had the, the business class flights. And then one day I woke up and I was like, what's it all for without someone to share it with? I'm like, yeah. am I, yeah. I going to wake up in 10 or 20 years and be like, oh my God. Why didn't you bag someone and 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 get you know get his get as much hot male flesh while she was still hot? I like, but the thing is, I can't live my life as sort of future me. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's like no. I don't I don't want to know. But but I will say. I think I'm ready. I'm going to Paris. I intend to make love. I'm. I'm. I can't. I'm not. In, if it, I, I'm. I'm not interested now. Have you ever seen French men? Can we please talk about French men? So mm. I'm watching all of these French series on Netflix and on Canal Plus, which you can stream online. Um, and yeah. I, 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 French, I, French men are just like seriously seriously when when they're hot they're really hot Mm -hmm. i'm 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 into it so basically my plan is to get rich go to france and have as much fun with as many handsome men for as long as possible and then maybe settle down with some old french money guy with a chateau does it i he can be very discreet I don't need to show off, you know, some, you know, these old French money, they don't shout about it. It's not bling. Oh yeah. It's considered very, yeah. Yeah. I don't need people to know. It's not about showing off. I just want to live in ridiculous splendor and luxury. And I'm very happy to keep quiet about it. You know what this is called, don't you, Paris? A plan. It's called a plan. It's called sex tourism, actually. <laughs> well, listen, listen. No, I'm, I'm, I'm hot stuff, you know. So it's like we're only here once. I've right? got to, got to right. trade it in. The more you talk about it, the more there's a TV show in this. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. Okay. Well, what um, would be the point of doing anything if it wasn't on camera, Chris? Uh, amen. Oh, I love chatting with Paris. That's the end of part one. More brilliant stuff to come in part two. Head over to your feed, click play, and you can listen in. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Powered by Spirit Studios.